It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Kevin Powell. The Blackhawks falling to the Edmonton Oilers 7-3 to wrap up their three-game trip in Canada, going 1-2. A victory over Calgary on Thursday, and uh, Edmonton just overwhelming the Blackhawks specifically in the second period with four unanswered goals. The Hawks briefly had the game tied 1-1, but uh, Edmonton pulling away, showing off the firepower they have. Uh, especially in the offensive zone, Connor McDavid uh, with a goal and a couple assists. Nine points for Connor McDavid in three games against the Blackhawks this season. Oilers sweeping the three-game season series uh, between the two teams. So the Blackhawks losing 7-3 heading into the NHL All-Star break. Uh, Troy, you know, bigger picture. uh, They've won seven of their last 11 going into the break, but it was... Very clear tonight that that was an Edmonton Oilers team, one of the best in the NHL with a couple of the best players in the NHL, taking on a team that's in a rebuild. That that was apparent tonight. I agree. If you look at the Edmonton Oilers, and, and their window is now, and, mm-hmm. and they've got to figure out a way to, to find a way to have more success in the postseason when you do have two of the best players in the game, if not the two best players as it stands right now in Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. The last several years, they have just dominated the entire league, but they haven't found a way to get results in the postseason. So that's up to Ken Holland to figure out a way to add some depth to those those players. But tonight it was apparent that you know this is a team that is fighting for a Stanley Cup and a team that is in the rebuild. And you got to give credit to the Blackhawks. They hung in there for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you look at the, what happened in the game, the separation that the Oilers got about a little bit over halfway during that uh, second period. They scored a power play goal. And then, bang, it was just uh, three quick goals for the Edmonton Oilers in, in two and a half minutes. And that was the game. I mean, now you're chasing it by a 4-1, to 5-1 to one score. And you, you battled hard. And, I guess you kind of expected what you saw in the third period to be what you would gather what might happen with going into the break and just in a, in a kind of deflating situation here in Edmonton. But give Edmonton a lot of credit. Their star players came out to play the game tonight, and after a disappointing loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets, you knew that was going to happen. Tough to stop them, even if you're one of the better teams in the league. Well, we're uh, about five weeks until the NHL trade deadline, first week of March. Who knows what the future uh, ahead is for Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. I will say it's 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 always a cool moment when you see those two connect on a goal. Patrick Kane feeding Jonathan Taves for the Blackhawks a second goal of the night. It's still cool to see those two celebrating together, Troy, after all these years. Yeah, and and, and it's, a, it's a rough game, but to see those two connect and then you know, immediately come together to celebrate that goal. It's still very cool for Hawks fans to see. Well, in in that era, it was Kane and Taves, and now it's McDavid and Dry and McDavid and yeah. The difference is McDavid and Drysital are 26 and 27 years of age. The Hawks duo already had a few of the Stanley Cups under their belt at that age. So you, you hope that the Oilers' top players can get the job done. But to, you know, when you do see Kane and Taves connecting out there, we've heard the, that combination so many times over the years, and. Who knows with, as you mentioned, the All-Star break uh, coming up here and then the trade deadline looming shortly thereafter. Will we see that combination much longer in Chicago? And and, uh, if if it happens to separate, what a great career those guys have had with the the Chicago Blackhawks. I hate to see them being separated, but at the same time, you you might understand the situation that they're in. But great, as you said, to see the Kane and Taves 
a matchup there to score that power play goal. Yeah, I think the Blackhawks have five more home games before that deadline. So, hey, if you haven't had a chance to see those two on the ice together, get out to the United Center in the month of February. After that goal, though, Troy, 12 seconds later, Evander Kane scoring. You were still in the middle of your El Bandito read following that goal, and uh, Edmonton quickly. You could tell that one really bothered Luke Richardson. They showed him behind the bench, and he was he was not happy with that one. Um, but it, uh, Yeah, it was kind of an I feel bad because I didn't uh, allow Joe to, to make the call on that, but uh, you know, the Oilers got the puck into the Blackhawks end of the ice, and Jack Johnson went down, and he, he fired it around the boards, and Kershev was right there. He had puck possession. He skated into the middle of the ice, and this had happened in a, in a, in a second or two. The puck just got away from him, and all yep. of a sudden it was Dreisaitl and, and Evander Kane, and the puck was in the back of the net before he even knew what was happening. And that's, you know, that is one of those things that we've talked about all season long. After a goal, you want to follow it up with a good shift. If it's the opposition team, you want to try and take away the momentum and change it back in your favor. And that's what the Oilers were able to do there. They just took away any kind of momentum, any kind of energy that was developed after that goal. It wasn't great for Blackhawks to to watch it happen, but we've seen the Blackhawks have an emergency goaltender before and then towards the end of the game if, if anybody missed it Matt Berlin who's uh, currently playing for the University of Alberta uh, was 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 sent into the game he was an emergency signing by Edmonton with uh, their backup down with an illness and uh, he got a little playing time Troy he even had his his his, uh, his green pads that absolutely did not fit in with the Edmonton Oilers uh, uniforms but it, it was it was still kind of cool to see and the fans were getting into it yeah and I and I I have a lot of respect for the fact that Jay Woodcroft put him in. And it, there was no disrespect to the Blackhawks at that point. The game was decided. Mm-hmm. There was nothing you can do. And you just had the opportunity to get uh, Matt Berlin in the game and, and really fulfill a dream of a guy that uh, would never have an opportunity to play in the NHL to play a couple uh, minutes uh, against guys like Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. and. You know, good for him, good for the Oilers, and uh, and I, I there was no disrespect of, of trying to rub anything in or uh, anything like that. Uh, and so I thought that was great, and just the smiles that you saw on the Oilers' faces for Matt Berlin and the the smile that he had under that Alberta Golden Bears uh, mask of his, you can see that a mile away. On my sports bucket list uh, as a fan, Troy, I want to go to a hockey game in Canada because I feel like it would just be an incredible experience. I mean, the United Center is great and all of that. Where would you recommend if someone hadn't been to a game in Canada at some point in my life if I'm in Canada and have the opportunity to go, whether it's in the NHL or another league, the Western Hockey League, whatever it might be, what are some really cool spots to see a game in Canada? Because the energy, I've, I've felt it, I've heard it the past few games on your Canada road trip. Where are some great spots to see hockey in Canada? Well, I mean, it's all across the, the country up here. I mean, it's, it's the number one sport that they have, you know, here, and, it, and it's the undisputed number one sport. I know that everybody follows the NFL up here, and they've got the Toronto Raptors, but there's nothing like hockey up here, and it, it's, it's just part of the Canadian culture. And the kids are all playing road hockey out on the streets and you know across from my brother's place this morning yeah the dog started to bark and it was early and why he was barking the, the kids across the street were already coming home from playing their hockey games they were taking their equipment out of the car uh, so that's just the way it is up here in Canada I would say if you're going to go see an NHL game you know the, the two spots that have the, the the rich tradition is Montreal and, and Toronto and um, you know they're two different cities Montreal very 
European style, old flavor to to the city. It's a beautiful city to go visit, and, and Toronto is, is more metropolitan. But I, I would say those two places, just because they're part of the old original six, and go see those two uh, places up in uh, Ontario and Quebec. What did the uh, split the pocket up to, Troy? You were giving us updates throughout the game. It was it was approaching a million dollars. Did I have it, that it, right? It's over a million now. Oh, wow. It's uh, one million fifty thousand dollars. It's unbelievable. That, that just that's just for this game. It is a huge part of the people coming here to Rogers Arena. They can do it on their phone. I think that the things are on the seat. You just scan it. You do it, and and they don't announce it. I think Jerry was saying until eleven o'clock at night. That's that unbelievable. Right? Okay, so there you go. They they sell it till eleven o'clock at night, and gotcha. then draw it in the next morning. But uh, you know, you come to a hockey game and you walk home with five hundred thousand hey, dollars. Hey, not bad. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Somebody is going to win it. See an NHL not game. Like the lottery. It's not going to build anymore. There's right. another game right. after the break. <laughs> right. Uh, for those odds, actually pretty good compared to the lotto. Um, all right, Troy. Uh, we'll wrap it up here. The Blackhawks falling seven three to the Edmonton Oilers in Edmonton. Uh, All Star break. What are, you, what are your plans, Troy, going in? you got a little over a week to rest up and, and take some time here. You know what? I, I am just going to rest up. Um, you know, long road trip after that. Just going to hang around and, uh, you know, just relax and take it easy and, and get ready for this uh, little stretch run here. I, I need to just kick back and, and, and not do a whole lot. Enjoy it, Troy. And we can't wait to hear you back with John on the call. Joe did a good job filling in this week for John Wideman. February 7th, back at the United Center, Troy. We're looking forward to it and enjoy the uh, the time off. Kevin, great job this week. And uh, I, I do uh, concur with you. Joe did an excellent job uh, filling in for, for John. I really appreciated all his hard work that he did this week. I enjoyed his company. So, um, he won't be on the road after the break unless John's voice, which we all hope is better by that time, and uh, we'll get back to the way we were. But you did a great job. Joe did a great job, and I was glad to be a part of it. Had a ton of fun, Troy. Always great talking to you. Enjoy the time off. Safe travels. That's the great Troy Murray. He's on the call with Joe Brand tonight. The Blackhawks falling to Edmonton. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. Blackhawks losing to the Edmonton Oilers 7-3 tonight. The Hawks had briefly tied it up early in the second period, but then Edmonton stormed back four unanswered goals, two more in the third. Hawks did score two in the third as well, but a 7-3 loss for the Blackhawks. We'll hear from head coach Luke Richardson coming up. We'll get you some highlights, and we'll look around the NHL. You're listening to Blackhawks postgame coverage on 720 WGN. The final game before the All-Star break resulting in a loss for the Chicago Blackhawks, falling to Edmonton 7-3 to wrap up a three-game trip heading into the break. I'm Kevin Powell taking you up to 1230, and we'll hand it off to Steve and Johnny. The uh, Hawks, uh, again, losing to the Oilers 7-3. to Ten total goals in this one, just one coming in the first period, a power play goal for Edmonton. They keep the puck alive in the Hawks' zone. Up at the top of the slot for Tyson Berry. Shoots and scores. Razik may have gotten a piece of it. And may have deflected off another Oiler in front of the net. Looks like Hyman got the last touch. It's 1-0 Oilers. A dominant power play Edmonton has. The top overall power play in the NHL. The Hawks, though, played them tough through the first period and early on in the second. Jason Dickinson tying things up after a feed from Patrick Kane. Now Philip Kurashev with a cross-ice pass to Patrick Kane. Back over to Kurashev. Dickinson all alone in the slot. Shoots and scores! 
A whole lot of back and forth action, and Jason Dickinson catches a great feed in the slot, and he ties up this game at one. And the tie didn't stand long. Another power play, another goal for Edmonton. McDavid, a backhanded pass to Dreisaitl. What a feed and what a finish. It's 2-1 Edmonton. They just make it look so easy. That goal coming just a little over a minute from the Jason Dickinson goal. So that tie did not last very long. And then Edmonton piling on three more to go. go. Tyson Berry, his second goal of the night at the 12-15 mark. Darnell Nurse, rather, yeah, Darnell Nurse walking the blue line, throws a shot. Mrazic had it in his glove. It fell behind him. It goes in, but Mrazic calling for goalie interference. Sorry, Joe, he's calling for a high stick in front of the net, knocking this puck down. And then less than a minute later, it's Connor McDavid giving the Oilers their fourth goal of the night. Connor McDavid below the goal line, a backhanded shot. He scores. Connor McDavid's fifth goal against the Blackhawks this year. And Edmonton now has a 4-1 lead. In a minute and a half later, the Oilers just continue to pile on their fifth goal of the night. They stick it out to the high slot. Shot coming from Darnell Nurse. Rebound tried. Batted back on in. Back door, it's Hyman just waiting on the other side of Mrazic. Fifth goal for Edmonton tonight. Oilers lead 5-1. That's just one out of midair, but just the pressure of the Edmonton Oilers. They can feel it now. The crowd, the energy. And to the third period we go. Jonathan Taves giving the Blackhawks some life. Now Kane working on into the far circle. Backhands it to Jonathan Tays. Back over to Kane in the corner. Kane working at the bottom of the circle. Throws one on net, and it redirects off Tays and scores. Power play goal as the Blackhawks get back within three. It's 5-2 Edmonton with 11.31 left in regulation. Kane to Taves. Uh, always fun to watch those two connect on a goal, but it did not last long. 12 seconds later. Evander Kane weaves on in and gets it past Mrazic. Edmonton gets the goal right back. It's Kane's first point since coming back to the Edmonton Oilers. Evander Kane with the goal. A few minutes later, goal number seven for the Oilers. Centering pass on the rebound from Seth Jones went over to the near wall. Now the Oilers pick it on up. Here comes McLeod on the near wing in the Hawks zone. Darnell Nurse with a shot. Pad save. Mrazic sprawls out in front. Edmonton able to bat it back on in, but it goes out as the Hawks are able to chip it out somehow. They had the light going. They had the fans roaring, but it stays 6-2 Edmonton. Yeah, you know what? It went in. You hear that horn. And that's signaling that Toronto is taking a look at this and it crossed the line, so they'll reset the clock and Derek Ryan will get credit for the goal. Maybe Costin. Yeah, they're celebrating. Or sorry, sorry uh, Ryan McLeod. After video review, the call was confirmed to a completely cross the line at 8-12. We have a good goal. That's a quick review. So they reviewed it. The puck did fully clear, and uh, Edmonton piling on 7-2 to at that point. Hawks did add one more with uh, just about five minutes to go in regulation. Domi alongside over the Oilers' line. Far side, trying to feed Radish. Radish with a nifty move, and he gets it past the right skate of Jack Campbell. Hawks get back on the board. It's 7-3 Edmonton. Well, that was it. Uh, that's how it played out in Edmonton tonight. The Oilers beating the Blackhawks 7-3 as we enter the All-Star break. Hawks will be back at it on February 7th. That'll be a home game against Anaheim. And again, uh, John, uh, Joe Brand filling in for John Weideman on this three-game trip. But uh, we hope to have John back in the booth following the All-Star break. Let's hear from head coach Luke Richardson following the loss. 
always want to see out of the box against any team, particularly this one, huh? Yeah, especially this year. It just seems like, uh, you know, we, we you know we pre-scout them and know what they're going to do, and they still seem to do it. They're, they're really good at it. And uh, unfortunately, if we could have got even one of those kills, I think we started off the game really well, skating well, and I think just uh, maybe... Um, those two games, you know, not rattled us, but it just got us off our game plan, and I thought it got us spread out where we were so connected last game that I thought in the second period it started to spread out, and, and uh, they just feast on that when you don't play a game plan. I might have jinxed it by asking about the penalty kill this morning, but do you know what kind of what they did to exploit it? Or? No, the first one uh, maybe a little bit of a lucky bounce, and uh, you know I don't think uh, Peter saw it till the last second and then it went off his blocker and in. Um, but uh, the second one, you know what? I think you know we have to protect that inside more. I think Jack just stepped out outside on that give and go. We showed that this morning, and things happen so quick with those guys. You want to kill the play, but I think we just got to be a little more patient uh, and let them play on the outside and below the goal line, and uh, you know make them make them work for it a little bit harder. But uh, you know it's unfortunate, and, uh, and those guys are good at it. And they, they've been doing it for a few years now, and they do it to everybody, not just us. So uh, you know what? We just. Uh, uh, learn from that, and uh, you know when we play teams that have special players like you know the, the uh, McDavid's and the Crosby's and that, we have to be a little bit patient, really follow a good structure because uh, they find a way if you don't. Not an ideal way to go to the break. Do you feel good about the way this last month has gone? Yeah, and I think even the start of the game, I thought we played well the first period and even the first half of the game, and uh, you know other than the two power play goals. Uh, and then I think we got impatient with ourselves. And where last game, when you know, we have the lead and we play with the lead, we're playing patient. Uh, patient meaning we play our system and, and make them break down. But we're still playing, playing with pace and everything. Today, we're, I think when we don't play patient and we get spread out, we lose our pace in our game and, and uh, we don't really get much accomplished. So, you know, it's just uh, we talked about it after the second period. I thought we still pushed till the end in the third. And we got to feel a bit, pretty good about ourselves the last few weeks and uh, make sure we bring that into uh, the start after the break. Do you unplug this next week or do you uh, work through it? I, I unplug, so I think the players should. Uh, they've worked really hard. And, uh, you know, it's in the middle of the season and, and you know, a week is not really uh, going to really uh, undo much. I think the guys are dialed in right now. And uh, we just got to make sure when we come off the break, um, you, you know, you could have a little bit of rust. So you play more simple. And if we can play simple and straight ahead north and put some pressure on the other teams with their speed and aggressive play, then uh, we should come out of the break okay. Head coach Luke Richardson following the Blackhawks' loss to the Edmonton Oilers, 7-3. Let's hear from Patrick Kane following the uh, Hawks' loss to the Oilers. Seemed like that one started off pretty well, and then yeah. somewhere in the second period it just kind of fell apart. Yeah, they had a great start. Um, you know, uh, just um, maybe stop skating a little bit as much as we were early in the first, late in the first, and uh, um, they made some nice plays too, but, uh, you know, sometimes uh, it would be nice to control a little bit more in the second. Um, those are usually kind of make or break periods. It seems like you and Jason Dickinson have kind of put yeah. some chemistry quickly. What have you liked about playing with them? I like playing with them. Um, he uh, drives the middle of the ice uh, really hard, and we've seen the last well, I guess two, three games since we've been together. Um, you know, he's gotten some some good you know chances, some breakaway looks where he's driving that middle of the ice and uh, creates space. So if he keeps doing that, you know, defense are going to have to you know honor that, and then it's just going to give uh, uh, me more space on the outside to make plays as well. So 
he does a really good job at that. Obviously, he's great um, defensively as well, breaking up plays. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, hopefully we can build on the chemistry if I had and be even better when we come back. That's kind of what you've been looking for, right? Some like a guy to kind of drive the net yeah. with you? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that's, uh, that's an important piece for sure, someone who's going to drive the net. Um, get there, stay there, be able to, to uh, you know, win some pucks back as well. So, you know, he kind of fits all those traits. How are you going to use this break? Are you going to, is this a chance for you to do some soul searching about your future a little bit? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just enjoy it, get away from the game, um, be with the family, and, uh, um, yeah, enjoy the break, try not to think about hockey or any situation too much. You know, obviously we'll have uh, time for that when we get back. Patrick Kane following the Hawks' loss came with a couple of great feeds. Seemed to be uh, looking more like the uh, the Patrick Kane we're so used to seeing over the past couple of games. He was very productive on this three-game trip after missing some time with a lower body injury. Tonight's three-star selection is sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider. With your collision repair needs, visit CarStar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. Connor McDavid with a goal and two assists. Zach Hyman, also a goal and two assists. And same with Leon Dreisaitl, a goal and a pair of assists. Before we take a break, let's hear from Taylor Radish, who scored the Hawks' third and final goal of the night. It seemed like you were right with them for half the game, and then all of a sudden it just kind of uh, came apart. What happened there? Yeah, I feel like we, we started the game off off well. We kind of were right there with them the whole, the whole first period there, and I think in the second we just had a slow start and just got a, a couple power play goals there, which kind of just fell, fell behind, and it was just um, just a little trickle-down effect from there. But we just got to try to bounce back when we get in situations like that. They scored 6, 5, and 7 in the three games against you guys this year. What's so tough to defend about them? Yeah, they obviously have two of the best players in the world, and they can kind of create create stuff out of nothing. And yeah, I feel like we just got to we play guys like that. We all got to be be aware of it and kind of be on top of them and make it hard on them. And you know, I guess um, it's tough when they kind of find the score sheet like that, but it's we just got to just be on them and uh, play them hard. You never want to lose the last game going into a break, but can you look back at this last month and be, you know, seven out of the last 11 and feel pretty good about where you are? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's obviously t- tough losing the last game, like you said, but I feel like we've taken a big step the last last month here, like you said, and kind of just building on our game in, in all areas and every line kind of chipping in at different moments, and I, f- I feel like that's what we're, we're going to need the rest of the way and um, just got to keep giving it all, giving it all every night. Uh, keep, uh, keep getting better. You're tied for the team leading goals now. Awesome Are you having the kind of season that you're hoping you would have offensively? Yeah, just uh, the role I've been given. I'm, I want to be able to produce offensively and just uh, give me the chance that I get. And the, the players I've been with, i got to kind of keep, uh, keep keep trying to, to do that. And uh, it's obviously nice when the puck's going in. And um, the team's having a little bit of success here. So we just got to continue to build off that and um, finish off the, the year stronger after the break. Taylor Radish following the Blackhawks' loss to the Oilers. Blackhawks were 22-23 for on the penalty kill over their previous eight games, but tonight the Oilers, who have the best power play in the entire league, went uh, 
two for three, two goals and three uh, penalty in uh, power plays for the Edmonton Oilers. The Blackhawks falling to Edmonton seven to three to wrap up their three game trip and to wrap up their pre All Star break schedule. As you heard uh, Luke Richardson talk about and Patrick Kane, it sounds like uh, most of the players, coaches, kind of just want to get away from the game a little bit. You know, Hawks did uh, play a little better over the final few weeks going into the break, winning seven of their last 11. They did go one and two on this three-game trip, but they've got a little over a week now to, to rest. Seth Jones will be the Hawks' lone representative at the All-Star Game. We'll wrap things up. You're listening to uh, Chicago Blackhawks postgame coverage on 720 WGN. Welcome back to Blackhawks postgame coverage. I'm Kevin Powell, taking you up to 1230. We'll hand things off to Steve and Johnny. The Hawks falling to the Oilers 7-3 in Edmonton. Let's go around the NHL. The Islanders beating Las Vegas tonight. As Barzell and Beauvillier bring it over the night line. Bow down the slot to Barzell. High slot, curls, right circle, shoots. He scores! Matt Barzell wins it in overtime! in a sea of blue jerseys at the Islander bench, and New York takes it here tonight. Chris King on WRHU. San Jose at Pittsburgh. The Sharks beating the Penguins. Joseph looks for Crosby on the right. Knocked down by Vlasic. Poked ahead. Here's a break for Barabanov moving in. Behind the back pass. The shot right on. Score! Logan Couture trailing the play is going to get credit for this goal on a brilliant two-on-one after the turnover. A behind-the-back play by Alexander Barabanov got to the front of the net, and somehow the Sharks end up taking the 5-4 lead, and the captain, Logan Couture, gets his fourth point of the night. Dan Rusinowski on Sharks Radio. Montreal, be, uh, f- uh, excuse me, Ottawa beating Montreal 5-0. Puck is lobbed out to center. Here's Dabrinka down to the line. Got Greg with him. Dabrinka shot, scores! The cat buries it. Sixteenth of the season for Alex Debrinket, and he wires this one blocker side, part side. Alex Debrinket, the Cats, we remember him. The Flyers over the Jets for nothing. Back to York again. Owen Tippett, top of the circle, break wide pass. He misses Morgan Frost with that back in front off a stick, and they score. That bouncing puck came right back to Noah Cates, and I think Cates was the one that swatted it home. It's Noah Cates' eighth goal of the season, two in the last two games, and the Flyers finally get the first one. It's one of Tim Saunders on ninety-seven-five. The Fanatic Florida over Boston tonight in overtime. Lundell over to Barkov, and now it's Reinhardt. Bounces off his skates. Barkov has it. Here on the near side. Barkov across. One-timer off the iron. That's in. That's in. And in they score. Reinhardt, a one-timer top shelf. And the Panthers win it in overtime. It only took 17 seconds. 4-3 the final. The Panthers stun the Bruins here tonight. Doug Plaggins on WQAM 560. And the uh, final game tonight, Colorado beating St. Louis. Andres Hangland has now played in a career high in games. Gets it down the boards. New hook holding, shooting. Get his own rebound. He scores! Happy birthday, you little scamp! (laughs) 
Connor McGahey on Altitude Sports Radio, Colorado, beating St. Louis. The Blackhawks losing Edmonton 7-3 as we head into the NHL All-Star break. The Hawks will return to home ice on February 7th when they host the Anaheim Ducks. Then uh, they'll take on Arizona a few days later. Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, their futures uh, with the Hawks past the trade deadline. We'll see. That comes in early March. The Hawks have five home games remaining before that deadline. So we'll see what happens with 88-19, who did connect on a goal tonight in the loss to the Oilers. We'll wrap things up next. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks postgame coverage on 720 WGN. The Blackhawks falling to the Edmonton Oilers 7-3 tonight as the Hawks wrapped up a three-game road trip in Canada. They went 1-2, beat Calgary through a Thursday, fell to Vancouver on Tuesday, and then to the Oilers tonight 7-3. We now enter the NHL All-Star break. The Hawks return to home ice a week from Tuesday. That's when John Weideman set to return to the broadcast booth. Joe Brand did a great job filling in for John. It was great uh, talking with Troy Murray all week as well. So John and Troy uh, to be on the call February 7th when the Blackhawks return home. Blackhawks hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Budweiser. ComEd for business. ComEd powering business, powering lives. United Airlines and Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. Big thanks to engineers Brett Jackson and Dan Long, and thanks to Jimmy Nash for producing tonight. Chicago Blackhawks losing to Edmonton 7-3. I'm Kevin Powell. Our next Blackhawks broadcast a week from Tuesday at home against Anaheim. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on 720 WGN.